Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Billy Munger. And hi everyone, I'm Johnny Herbert. And welcome back to Lift the Lid, the podcast that takes you flat out around the world of Formula One. This week, Johnny, Canada preview, mate. We've got a race coming up. Yes, yes, that's good. Good to be back. Although we had a good race at the weekend, didn't we? Yeah, should we have a quick catch up on all things Le Mans? Yes, let's. Let's, let's, let's. A race you know fairly well to say, mate. Fairly well. I think I did about 10 Le Mans, I think it was. But luckily I won back in 1991, the first Japanese uh, to win Le Mans in the Mazda 787B with Bertrand Gascho and Volker Weidler. And we were all doing Formula One at the time. So we were sort of the F1 charge. And uh, we did charge because we, 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 we won it. But I can't remember the podium. There was a bit more of a crossover, was there, back in, in your heyday in terms of more F1 drivers being allowed to compete in Le Mans. Nowadays, it's rarer to see a Formula One driver. You know, you had the likes of Hulkenberg, yeah. uh, Alonso, that are current drivers on the grid that have, you know, dabbled in Le Mans from Formula One. But yeah, you don't see it as much now, do you? No, you don't, sadly. But it's it was good when we saw Fernando and, and Hulkenberg, as you said, do it. Uh, and we did seem to be freer uh, in the early 90s to be able to sort of cross over if we so wished. Uh, where nowadays it seems to be, no, you're with us as an F1 team. And you can't go outside and do anything else. So it's just, I think it's just changed the way that the, the teams try to control and make sure their drivers don't get injured through racing at Le Mans. There's always a chance in, in various other forms of racing. Karting, that's something that sort of yeah. uh, drivers are sort of not really allowed to do because there is that chance of getting injured. But uh, yeah, it was a good opportunity. Um, and it was just so nice being able to to get that win done. For me, it was very important in those early days because obviously I was just still coming back really from my from my accident. And it was sort of proof I was trying, in my head anyway, it was proof that if I could do a 24-hour race, it, sh- it was showing that my feet were in pretty good nick. I was going to ask you actually what it's like to do a 24-hour race, you know, because that is very different to the world of Formula One, you know. Yeah. Driving in the night, you know, a lot more factors at play. What actually was that, you know, Le Mans weekend like? 
the one, particularly the one you won in '91. Yeah, well, that one particularly, I would say, I probably didn't enjoy it as much because I'd been spoiled by driving a Formula One car most weekends or most sort of weeks. Did it just feel super slow in comparison then? Yes, and the downforce wasn't as good. We had a lot of remember this word that we heard only a couple of years ago, porpoising. We used to porpoise yeah. down the straight every single lap, every single straight. So it wasn't the most comfortable. But uh, I always looked at it, it was just a different challenge, I suppose, from that point of view. And I think it was, for us, we weren't the favourites. I think we qualified 12th or something like that. And then we were able to be so consistent and so reliable. And that was why we ended up winning the race. But it was a challenge. It was mainly actually trying to work out when you needed to take a break to have a sleep. And I must admit, in the first couple of years, I did 1990, my first one, and then 91, uh, 92. And then I went back to Formula 1. I did not manage it very well. I remember that we used to get up about eight o'clock in the morning. The race would start at four o'clock. I didn't go to bed until one o'clock. I'd already destroyed myself before I'd even have a kit. And then I learned later on when I was with Audi and Bentley, just to, when you felt a little bit tired, just have a power nap. And whenever you felt like that, you always went and had a lay down. And that definitely benefited me much more. So Le Mans made you a good napper, that's what you're saying? Yes, yeah, something like that. Yes, I was good at it anyway. But it's a <laughs> challenge. The night, the night, I have to say, Billy, very briefly, was fantastic. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed the night session because it was just a wow factor, passing all the other cars on the circuit and just sort of threading your way through the uh, all the wonderful corners they've got at Le Mans. So uh, a brilliant challenge all round, day and night. Yeah, I mean, I had a, I've never driven at Le Mans, but I had a chance to go and experience it from a fan's point of view back in 2018, so literally not long after my accident. Yeah. And yeah, I got the chance to go around in a car just outside of the circuit at night, so I got the chance to go down the Mulsanne straight and into the chicane that out the back there and really just get to be a spectator and see the cars flying by at night, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, me and my family went. It was a wicked experience. So yeah, that's a a race on the bucket list for me uh, still to this day for sure so you know yeah uh, one to watch out for Indeed. Uh, ferrari though you know they won it this weekend mate after just a, a few years uh 58 years from the last win i think <laughs> 50 years i think from the last time they raced there i think but uh yeah yes it was a 250 lm uh with uh joachim rint uh, matt and gregory and ed fugus um and that was the last time and it's been it's been something that I think everybody's wanted to see the Ferrari back in the top in the top ranks. Just such an iconic yeah. brand, isn't it? I mean, yeah. they've been in the GT category. In the GTs. Oh, now, yeah, the mm. GTEs. They've been sort of, you know, really relevant in that category. But, you know, the overall winners of Le Mans, you know, it has a slightly different ring to it, doesn't it? Uh, winning, you know, a class, yeah. a GT class in, inside Le Mans. Yeah, it definitely does. But it was really good, actually, because it was fantastic to see uh, James Collado. Yeah, being part British of a, driver. that team as well, British driver as well. So, and it was just wonderful. The car looked fantastic. Yeah, it, looked it did. Very, look. very aggressive. I thought. I love the rear wing, sort of the back wing, but it, it looked fantastic. And it was just, wasn't it, the perfect scenario for uh, Ferrari to be able to win that sort of hundred. And you know what I love, mate? I loved how close of a battle yes. it was as well between Ferrari and Toyota. I mean, I remember switching my TV on. I think yesterday, like mid morning. And there was four and a half hours left, so they'd been racing for nearly 20 hours, and they were covered by like a yep. few seconds, which is mind-boggling right. when you think Max Verstappen at the minute's winning Grand Prix by 15, 20 seconds, you know. Yeah. It, it's mind-boggling that 20 hours of racing, they could have been that close. So it was, you know, 
it was a good battle between Toyota um, yeah, and Ferrari. I thought that was, you know, really good to see that. Yeah, and it was a shame for Hi- Hirakawa, the Japanese driver in the Toyota, who spun off and basically yeah. put them out of contention. But uh, that's Le Mans. You know, it's a tough old thing, you've, and you've got to push yourself the whole way through. You don't want to get yourself into trouble by one spinning off or secondly making contact with other cars. So there's there's a lot of other aspects to it that you have to take into account. It's not like a Formula 1 sprint race uh, as they are. Um, it's just an ongoing saga of just trying to slot past all those slower cars and not making the mistakes that uh, can be made. And we saw, we actually saw a lot of them over over that twenty four hour race. So uh, yeah, but but a brilliant race. Yeah, especially with a bit of rain. Yes, in the mix. yeah, yeah really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, really enjoyed yeah, it. So speaking I. of mistakes, Johnny, yeah. I think uh, the circuit we've got coming up this weekend in Formula One, you know. It's got a corner and that's known for a yes. few mistakes that are quite costly. The Wall of Champions in Canada, mate, Montreal. Um, what what are we expecting this weekend? What, what well, do you think is going to happen? I mean, obviously, we've just mentioned briefly Max Verstappen and how you know he's been on top top form in Spain. It looked, yeah, he had a, a fairly comfortable race in the end. It looked like he was, uh, yeah, in a league of his own. Yeah, pretty much. We expecting Red Bull lockout. Do you think Mercedes is still going to be in the mix? Have you got any? initial impressions of what you kind of thinking this weekend well I, i'm I su- i'm supposed i'm hoping that uh there is a more competitive mercedes-benz so am i mate so being flown over being flown over and it will hit the ground and it will be it will be on form fame was positive yes george and and lewis especially i suppose because we know how good lewis has been uh in canada i think it's probably one of his favorites yeah. in many respects but he's always been able to squeeze the best out of himself and out of the car. So I hope that's where we will sort of kick off the weekend with a, a strong showing from Mercedes straight out of the box. And then hopefully that momentum will carry through the rest of the weekend. And of course, then we want Ferrari to be in the mix, of course, which we're going to have to wait and see if they can do that. I probably don't think they will be sort of at the sharp end. And then the only other one, and I keep banging on about them, is, is seeing what happens with, with Alpine as well. If they do get and do go to a circuit where I think actually it might benefit them uh, a little bit more. Uh, so then we're going to have to wait and see. And of course, Aston Martin. And that's going to be very, very interesting as well. You know, it's a tough old track. It's it's, it's quite fast, low downforce, very tricky under braking. And that's where you've got to have a real good feel for what the car is doing underneath you. And I think that the likes of someone like Fernando Alonso, we know Max would be absolutely okay. We know Lewis will be fine. We know George will be fine. Let's hope actually Lando is actually uh, able to sort of thread that car through those sort of narrow corners that we have in Montreal because I think that's where Lando actually excels when a car is a little bit loose underneath him. Yeah, I think speaking of the fact that it's, you know, a low downforce, but it is still a yeah. sort of a street circuit, you know, Ferrari... They're, they're a team that have, you know, done pretty well at street circuits this year. I mean, obviously, they didn't quite nail Monaco with, you know, Max Verstappen edging and edging out Alonso and Charles in qualifying and then Charles getting his grid penalty. But I'm thinking back to Azerbaijan, you know, Charles was on mm-hmm. pole there, you know, and that's, you know, again, got a lot of, you know, long straights, but it's a street circuit at heart. So do you think this could be a weekend for Ferrari to look at and go, we can, we can be in the mix again here? We can be, you know, in in qualifying contention for pole? Well, I, I I hope they can sort of take um some positives because I know Charles was down in Lamar watching watching that Ferrari uh, on on the on the on the Sunday especially I saw him there. But of course they got the pole position, but what did they also do? 
they raced. They raced very, very well. It. And that has been the problem because yeah. we know that Ferrari be quick over one lap, but it's how they're able to make that car work through the whole race. We haven't seen that so far. That's where they really suffer. So I suppose if we're honest with ourselves, we're probably still going to see a, probably a struggling Ferrari uh, come Sunday. Maybe the circuit, the tarmac is not quite as aggressive as Baku, for example, or, or Barcelona. From a degradation point of view, that might help them. So hopefully, yes, hopefully that, that might help them. But it's going to be tough because you know the other cars are going to be very, very strong anyway. So, But one lap, yes, I think possibly, hopefully, they have a chance. Yeah, that, let's hope for Ferrari's sake that they can uh, build yeah. off that that Le Mans momentum and they can, you know, you know, kick off their season and start yeah. delivering on a Sunday. Um, we're going to take a, a quick short break. And then we, when we're back, we're going to talk about, you know, other contenders for this weekend and who else to watch out for. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. So, Johnny, we've kind of, you know, we've mentioned, you know, your Aston Martins, your Red Bulls, Mercedes Ferraris, and you briefly touched on Alpine there. But are there any other teams that you think into this weekend or anything else that you we should be looking out for? I don't know. It's a bit of a difficult one because efficiency, obviously, is key uh, to uh, to the Canadian uh, Grand Prix circuit. So for the guys that are a little bit in that sort of mid-pack, I suppose the only one I, I hope they do have a strong weekend and there is an opportunity at this race to try and pull something out of the bag is maybe Williams because we have seen that they've been stronger of late. Uh, we've seen Alex Albon actually drive the wheels off of the car, I think, so far this season. And I think this car, this car, a little bit slippery. Historically, in the last couple of years, it's been slippery. Still looks pretty good in a straight line. You want straight line speed here. But also you need a, a car that has mechanically got a lot of grip at the same time. So that's where it's going to be quite key, actually. Straight line speed is obviously is one thing, but going through those chicanes, like that final chicane, the water champions, you know, you've got to have a car that you can feel. When you turn in, you know exactly where you're going to end up, and hopefully that isn't in the wall itself. Hopefully that's not ending up in a crash Indeed. compilation with a lot of other champions. <laughs> exactly. It's interesting you mentioned um, Williams there, though, mate, because this weekend, obviously just gone has been a weekend off for formula one yep. and uh i actually got the chance just to play uh around a golf with logan Sargent oh, and a cool. couple of um other, other guys from racing so it was interesting to get his take on you know 
what things have been like for for the for them so far. Obviously, Logan's in the in Williams' team as well, teammates with Alex, yeah. but he's been settling into the season, and I think it, it seemed like you know there was some some optimism that from him that you know that now they've kind of he settled into Formula One, the team have sort of settled down with the driver lineup they've got, and they know where their weaknesses are after the back of off the back of Spain. So I think what they are very aware of is where their car's good and where they need to find a bit of performance. I think as a lot of the teams are now at this stage of the season. So, you know, that might be, that might mean they can start making some corrections and get on top of uh, their weaknesses. Yeah. I, I, again, that's, that's what everybody, every team is, try, is trying to, is trying to look for. But for, for Logan, of course, it's important that he has probably a strong Canada and then carry on that momentum because he started I thought I don't know about you I thought he started very strong and then it's all yeah, well, gone I remember us talking about I think yeah. after Bahrain thinking he was the most impressive rookie at the first race in Bahrain yeah. obviously that was a track exactly. he's raced at in F2 but yeah that going into the season we were all sort of on that bandwagon of he was going to be the standout rookie weren't we really because he's got yeah exactly such a pedigree from Formula 3 and Formula 2 yeah um, and it's just been a little bit sort of less impressive i suppose yeah i think there's just uh, been more a recently too many mistakes from logan last yes. couple of races and i think it's something that he's he was when i spoke to him he was almost aware that there were going to be mistakes and he wasn't yeah, shying away from that he kind of said i oh, was well, you know mistakes are going to be made in my debut season it's just about you know not letting them get on top of me sort of thing so no, exactly. hopefully no. he can get a clean weekend under his belt yeah i have so. it's a very hard thing sometimes as i think we both know when you have those little issues, little spins, little crashes that you have, sometimes, although you might sort of go, ah, not a problem at all, sometimes it's very hard to actually get it off your shoulder. You may not be actually thinking about it, but it's still there because you're sort of very aware that everybody else is very aware of what's been going on on the circuit. So I hope he's able to do that because he, he, he's, he's a nice guy, a good guy. Um He's shown that he's got the talent needed to be a Formula One driver, but now it's just applying that skill set in this moment because obviously the car is not too bad at the present time. And he's got to make sure that he doesn't get completely dominated by his teammate Alex at the moment, which is probably uh, a little bit of the case at the at the present time. You can't allow Alex to actually dominate because then it just makes it that much much more harder for him. Yeah, your teammate's always the first driver you've got to compare yourself to in Formula 1, isn't yeah, it, Johnny? Yeah. So for Logan, Alex is going to be his benchmark. If they get the car, Williams, in a better window, then equally he'll be wanting to compare to other, other teams around him and try and sneak into the points. But at the minute, if he can get close to or match um, Alex, for me, in a, in a debut season, yeah. with the experience that Alex has got in Formula One, that that's a good good indicator that he's got what it takes. Yeah, exactly. So, and the only guy who can sort of fix that is him. There's no yeah, one else. All down it's all them. down to you yeah. when that helmet advisor goes down. So, there's a lot of pressure. There's always, always a lot of pressure on the drivers. But uh, let's hope he can do it this weekend. Yeah, and then predictions, mate. You know, oh, it's that time no. again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Canada. Right. Uh, I feel like we've gone for some pretty out there predictions this season so far. We have. And I feel like this track's not going to help us at all, mate, because it feels <laughs> no. like we, you could throw a lot of names into this hat and then you wouldn't know what to expect. You obviously expect the Red Bulls to be up there. Yeah. But other than that, 
it, it really is for me a mixed weekend because you've had Merck's had a strong weekend. Alonso's just had his worst weekend yes. of the season. So, <laughs> exactly. you know, Alonso normally would be a staple in these predictions, but yeah. is he going to bounce back? You know, there's a, there's a lot to think about. Yeah, Sergio's not quite having it sort of work for him at the present time as well. So, he's got to try and bounce back as well. Him, yes, there? exactly. So, it's a bit of a mixed bag. Uh, behind Max uh, from that point of view. So I, I'm going to go Max because I think that that is the obvious one at the present time. I don't see any yeah. any any uh, issues uh, from anybody else really challenging him, although I do hope that mm-hmm. does happen. Right. And yeah. now we go into the difficult part of it. So Yeah, I, I, second and third, yeah. that's where it gets tricky. Yeah, I, I'm only going to do it purely on... Oh, Christ, it's going to be very difficult, this one. Purely on... on, <laughs> on, on I'm going to go Lewis, just because I know he goes very well at that track, and there is a better Mercedes out there, for sure. Yeah. We've only seen mm-hmm. it twice, once in Monaco, never the best place for upgrades to be shown. It had a better Barcelona. It still wasn't... It is a low downforce track, yeah, then, Johnny, true. isn't it? No, Barcelona's very different. Yes, I know. That's my thing. We haven't seen it at a, at a different track. We don't know how it's going to work at a different type of track. But I'm still going to go for Lewis because I think even with a light car, floaty car, I think he'll be able to deal with it. Now, that final final place on the podium, uh, I'm going to knock Fernando off of that. So I'm pro- he's probably going to be fourth. And I'm going to put good old George. Oh, so you're going... Sure. I reckon Merck. I think Merck could have another strong one, again, like they did in Barcelona. So you're basically copying exact, the exact podium from Barcelona last time out. I'm not stupid, Billy. Oh, he's... <laughs> <laughs> yes so all the options you had and you've got oh what was the podium last week he's on this phone right now looking what was the podium yeah i'm gonna go for yeah max uh lewis george yeah yeah coming up with yeah, it like it's yeah, like yeah yeah it just come to them well let's see hey eh? oh you're getting a bit, <laughs> bit of a smart smart aleck now are they come on then tell me yours max lewis george <laughs> is that is that it Nah, I'm joking, I'm joking. I wouldn't copy you, oh. I've got to go different, you know. This is just a bit of fun, Johnny. You don't have to go different. You don't have to go different. You can copy me. No, I have to go different because I think you're wrong, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, then. How wrong am I? Uh, you're not wrong with Max. <laughs> I think that's a dead cert, that one, isn't it? Yes. Right, I know I'm saying I don't think you're right, but that's right. not the position I think you've got wrong here. Okay, um, come on, then. So Max, Max for me is going to win. Second... I'm going to go for Charles Leclerc. Oh, a Ferrari again. You love this Ferrari. Yeah, Ferrari again. Le Mans just happened, mate. Have you got a deal? Are you trying to get a deal with Ferrari? Oh, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Ferrari, if you're listening to this, you know. <laughs> yes, indeed. He liked you <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I think, I think. Wow. Why? Why is that? Why? Why? I'll tell, tell you me why. why. Um, very think, briefly, very briefly. I think that uh, Ferrari in qualifying this season hasn't been the issue for me. You think Barcelona, Carlos Sainz was on the front row, and I feel like Canada, yeah. okay, it's you know a low downforce track, but it's still a street circuit. It's still not the easiest to make passes on. So for me, I know you've got you know the long straight into the last chicane and stuff, but I think if Charles Leclerc manages to get up there and qualify, and I think this weekend he'll manage to hold fire, hold his position a bit better than what Carlos was able to do in Barcelona where the degradation was a bit higher. I think the de- the fact it's a bit lower deg for me, I think mm-hmm. I can see a Ferrari being up there in qualifying and the deg not being so much an issue this weekend than he, they, whoever it is managing to stay up there. So I'm going to go Max, Charles, and then I am going to put Lewis in third. Like a, I'm going to 
put him in there because Canada is just such a strong circuit for him. So, uh, yeah, two of the three to say. I'm just, unfortunately for George, he's, he's missing out and Charles Leclerc's uh, nipping in there. Was it, you said you played golf the other day with a couple of drivers. It was Fred Vasseur there by any chance? Fred Vasseur. <laughs> is this why? No, nah, definitely not. <laughs> was it Charles Leclerc or Carlos Saints, maybe? Just, just, no. uh, just a couple of my mates from racing and, Lo- and Logan was there as well. No, no other Formula One personnel involved, Johnny. My, my decisions are completely my own. Okay, all right then. Have you got a Ferrari that you're you've been borrowing for the last borrowing uh, couple of weeks? Yeah, have you got a Ferrari that I, I used to have a Ferrari Enzo poster on my wall? That's as close as I ever got to a Ferrari, mate. Oh dear. Yes. Okay. Well, I think you're yeah. very brave once again going for the Ferrari. Very brave. But but it is fast. That is the sad thing. It is fast. Yeah, it is indeed, Johnny. It needs to be fast in the right environment. That's all. So, well, let's hope so, Billy. Let's hope so, Billy. Right, Johnny, while we're on the topic, mate, you know, let's wrap this podcast up. Let's. We're saying thank you, Ferrari, for sponsoring this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> indeed. Really Very enjoyed, good. Really enjoyed like that. It. And uh, yeah, the Ferrari cars are top tier. <laughs> <laughs> They are. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it because it's good. Normally, it is pretty a pretty good uh, race that we have. And the weather sometimes, very rarely, but it does sometimes threaten uh, to sort of uh, throw a little bit of dampness onto yeah, the circuit. Yeah, actually, before, yeah, that's a good note to leave it on, Johnny, that one, because I remember, you know, Jensen Button winning in Canada. Yeah. Race, how spectacular that was, was with the rain. Yeah. You know, he, one of the he greatest up, races I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. it's unbelievable. I mean, him, unbelievable. Lewis and Jensen coming together and, you know, touching. And then next thing you know, Sebastian Vettel's run wide on the last, you know, last, the last lap, last yeah. lap of the race. Yeah. Fantastic. And yeah. uh, Bustle slid through with a one dry line. It was uh, a mega race. So, Canada, hopefully, we get a good race. Thank you guys for uh, tuning in and goodbye. We'll see you uh, after Canada to give you a debrief on how the weekend went, mate. Yes, we will. Enjoy. Take care, guys. This has been a Soapbox London and SBX Studios production. Our executive producers were Rowan Wilkinson and Andy Bell. <laughs>